I recording? Yep. All right. Hey guys, it's Eli, your favorite non-professional Greek financial advisor around the world. And today's date is 10-9-2020, and I have my boy Andrew on the podcast today. How's it going, guys? Uh, I'm Andrew, host of the Enigma podcast. Um, I've been on Eli's town hall podcast in the past. I've worked in the financial industry for a little bit. Uh, I keep first in the stock market. So thanks for having me on, Eli. It'll be fun. Thanks for joining us. So the overall stock market performance, uh, down is up currently 158 points. S&P 500 up 29 points. NASDAQ up 139 points. How are you feeling about today? You know, I think this is a really good, uh, really good rally. You know, this is one of the higher performance weeks since we, uh, that we had since August. Yeah. Um, you know, and this, the fuel behind this rally is behind, uh, you know, Trump tweeted out a president Trump. He's like, he, he wants to get the, he's getting close to a new stimulus bill. Um, he's really making people optimistic that there's going to be pumped more money into the economy. There's going to be more spending money around with more stimulus. So that really attracted a lot of people to our economy and um, it rallied the market uh, for at least for the past couple of days. And like I said, this week, uh, Dow will be up a couple hundred points on the week. And uh, I think it's a really optimistic rally. Um, however, on the same side, um, on the other side of the token, when you look at the dollar itself, it's weakening a little bit uh, based yeah. on the probability of Biden uh, winning the election um, because it's been pretty clear that Trump is a stock market president. Um, we hit record highs and all that, um, no matter what the economy is like. And uh, with Biden, if Biden wins, then it, it'll get a lot of business people scared in terms of taxes um, and other, other economic stuff. So, and it, it'll make the, uh, the dollar weaker to other currencies. So that's, that's one thing to be careful for. Uh, that's behind the shade of this rally, but uh, yeah, market's looking good. Yeah. So um, Trump announced with the, with the, they'll, they'll go up to 1.8 trillion. Obviously they want to stay on the low end. Uh, stimulus talks is stimulus. Hope I should say is what's rallying the market. And uh, we saw that nice crash and no, it was actually so nice on uh, October 6th where Trump just tweeted, you know what? Cut the stimulus talks. It just nosedived. And I was buying like crazy. And we needed that, honestly. I am actually glad Trump tweeted that. People were pissed. I was glad because I had money on hand ready to buy. So I was really waiting for a crash in the market. So that was a nice pullback to have. But that, now we're just rallying like crazy. Love it. Damn so... Man. Let's talk a little bit about this. So Trump, clearly a stock president. Biden, not so much. So people told me, let's address this argument right off the bat. Somebody told me Obama gave Trump this economy. And I'm like, well, let's hear what, what you have to respond to that. So if I told you, Obama gave Trump this economy. This is why it's so good. What would he say? Um, well, I mean, there's some truth to it and some not. I mean, with Obama, you know, Obama walked into uh, an economy that's, you know, absolute trash. I mean, you had the financial crisis of 08. You had, um, you know, 
you had the banks falling, you had the banks being bailed out uh, by the Bush administration near the end of the Bush administration. And then Obama walks into this economy and he has to figure out what to do. Um, you know, if you look at the auto workers, you know, the automotive industry, and they, they had to be bailed out because they're about to go to trash. So Obama bailed them out and slowly, but surely it was a slow recovery. Um, but it, it came back up, but you know, there's always, you know, when you look at Trump, I mean, unemployment is at its record, was at its record low before yeah. COVID. Um, you know, black unemployment is at its low. A lot of new jobs, especially in the uh, industries, um, you know, automotive industry, what have you. And, you know, the tech industry is very, um, was very um, optimistic about the Trump administration. Obviously, there are flaws with every administration. And, you know, this election is a very divisive, uh, decisive election for the future of the nation. But in terms of how the economy grew, I mean, it's not like Trump destroyed the economy. Let's say that. I mean, Obama definitely started the rebuild process. It's similar. It's similar to that of like the Civil Rights Act back in the 60s. Kennedy jump started it. And then Lyndon Johnson, under his administration, he uh, he signed that into law. It's similar to the economy of the uh, the 2000s and 2010s. Um, Obama walked into a bad economy, started fixing it. And then Trump took over um, to a moderately decent economy and he uh, brought it back to where it was before COVID. So, like I said, to answer your question, there, there's there's two sides to every argument. Um there's some truth to it and some not. It's not exclusively Obama's work, you know? Yeah, what I, what I tell them is I, I keep it very simple to them. Obama, yes, it was complete crap. And he turned it into a decent piece of crap. Right. Okay. And then Trump took it. Okay, I'll give him the first year of his administration. Yes, Obama gave him that economy. But for the next three years after that, we don't call that Obama's economy anymore. That's all Trump's work. Right. Okay. So we had a good economy. Okay. A pretty decent economy. And I just felt like Trump made it good. Business was booming. Companies were coming in. Jobs were growing. Unemployment to record lows. For sure. And I don't want to hear the stupid Obama argument. Okay. Like it's honestly pissing me off because that's the only argument they have. (laughs) And I'm like, it's done. He's yeah. long gone four years ago, four years ago. I'll give him the first year of the administration of Trump's administration that, okay, Obama gave him that. Okay. The next three yeah. years, all Trump. And kind of ridiculous, in my opinion. I, I felt like Trump did really good for this economy. But it kind of sucks that his Twitter page, what, what we saw in this past week, Trump's Twitter page could make the market green or it could make it red. And that's a lot of influence. Absolutely. It's a lot of influence. And it's just crazy. And, you know, volatility, especially since COVID, I mean, during like the peak of COVID, you know, volatility was in the thirties and, you know, VIX was up in the thirties and forties. Volatility was like crazy. But even now before the election, I mean, before COVID started, we were just riding like below 20, like sub 20 VIX. Yeah. Um, we were not very volatile. We were just riding, riding the wave. We were having good markets, all that. And then COVID hit, things got crazy. And even now before the election, like you said, Trump's Twitter account moves the market like a dime, you know, it's, it's up and down and up and down. Um, I actually have a pretty interesting story. So when I worked at the Chicago board of trade, 
uh, one of my last days there, it was, it was a pretty quiet, uh, pretty quiet day in the markets. And then Trump uh, tweeted something about China and how he wants to instill tariffs on China. And then all of a sudden, the S&Ps and Dow just plummeted right off that tweet. And it was nuts. Oh, yeah. Got busy. Yep. It's just, it's just crazy, man, just how much power he has. And I, I, I don't like getting – like when I got to college, uh, I was very political. But then I was like, you know what? I stopped following politics, like, really, like, this summer. Like, during COVID, I stopped following politics. Like, I did not care anymore. I only cared about stock-related news. If it didn't affect the stock market, guess what? It's not in my, right. it's not in my whatever, notifications. I'm not up to date. And, like, somebody was telling me yesterday, like, oh, do you know what happened with Breonna Taylor? I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but, like. Right, right. It didn't affect the stock market. I'm thinking of my own financial future here. Right. Sure, it was right. bad. It was bad that it happened, but like, right, right, right. It didn't affect the Dow Jones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what was another question I was going to ask you? So w- w- we saw in the vice president debate. I don't know if you watched it. Did you watch it? I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. All right. So I only cared about economic policies that's the only thing i grabbed i was like okay they talked about evs a little bit evs gonna be in the green tomorrow it was in the green and i'm pretty good at like predictions not saying i'm professional but my predictions are decently spot on and kamala said so trump or pence he was like hey what are you talking about if you repeal the trump tax People under four hundred thousand will still be affected. Yeah. They I'm not buying that bullshit argument. Sorry for my language. I'm not buying that BS argument right. that under four hundred thousand won't be affected. That's just simply not true. Um we yeah. I, I I had somebody uh Amon. He he Snapchat me, dude. And he's like, Who so who are you voting for? Blah blah blah. And he asked me the same thing. Oh, did he? Yeah. Dude, I was like, well, I'm voting where the money is. And just Trump makes more financial sense. Yeah. I have a family business. I'm heavily invested in stocks. Most of my money's in stocks. Like 98% is in stocks. Like I don't really care about my checking account. I don't I'm not buying stuff like crazy. So, it's mostly in my brokerage account. And I need to make sure the stock market's going to be safe and I just have confidence in Trump that he'll keep it safe because if you repeal the Trump uh, tax cuts, the companies are paying 28% instead of 21%. Uh, that, that's not good. You're going to, and there was a nonpartisan uh, taxing organization that said that by the end of Biden's administration, it, there's going to be a drag of negative 2% in GDP. Mm-hmm. That, that's not good. That's not good. Why, why would we want to go negative? Yeah, I mean, what people, here's what people, the Democrats are thinking in terms of economic policy. They have this vision, hey, the the billionaires, the millionaires and the billionaires, they need to pay their fair share. That's what they think. You know, they they make all this money. There are people out there who live in poverty, don't have anything that need their fair share. But what they don't realize is that to become a millionaire and a billionaire, you know, 
it, it, most 99 times out of a hundred, you know, to start a million dollar, billion dollar business, a million billion dollar company, you need to be on the grind. You need to invest uh-huh. your own stuff. You, you can't be taking in, you know, these people aren't taking income for X amount of years. So, so that they could build their business, you know? Yeah. So it's, um, like I said before, two sides to every argument. Democrats want the higher upper class to pay more taxes and uh, give the lower class more opportunities, which, I mean, on paper, that's cool. But also you got to figure out Trump put in a, uh, a corporate tax cut once he became president and Biden wants to repeal that corporate tax cut. Yeah. And since Trump cut that corporate tax, GDP has been boosting. Yep. Production has been boosting. That's Our right. economy has been boosting. And when when Biden wants to put the tax back on, the companies have less money to produce, less money to keep the economy alive, and it'll destroy the economy. I mean, yep. it's plain and simple. I, I am completely on board with you. I So what... I realized is my my portfolio will definitely benefit under Trump. Yeah. It will not benefit as much under Biden. Um, unless if if he wins, if Biden wins next day, I'm liquidating. So and there's gonna be huge sell-offs. I'm telling you right now, if Biden wins, there's gonna oh, be yeah. huge sell-offs all across yeah. all industries, and they're gonna be going on to the EV market, and so will I. There's going to be huge sell-offs. I'm just going to put all my money in Tesla, Neo, Plug, Blink, all EV-related companies. Because I know it will it will benefit under Biden. Biden made it clear, and it's shown that. Like I was talking to other people on Reddit, asking them how they think about the election. They're like, we have to vote for Trump because blah, blah, blah. But there's some people that are just only invested in the EV sector, which is, first of all, not good. If there's a crash, they're screwed. Yeah. Second of all, it will completely benefit under Biden. I'm like, you know what? Good for you, man. I'm like, good luck, but that's really risky play you're playing. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you that, you know, you got to diversify your investments and portfolio. I mean, obviously, EV is good. You know, environment, environmental stuff, that's what Biden's going for. So EV will probably benefit off that. Yep. But in other industries, you know, EV only makes a portion of you know of the industries in our economy so you have to focus on other industries too you know look at the tech industry like the fangs the M- the amds and all yep. that and you know healthcare oh my god healthcare you know <laughs> if biden wins healthcare is going through the toilet you know oh, health- yeah. healthcare stocks oh my god johnson johnson pfizer moderna oh those are like biomedical but they're gonna still tank too big pharma um I, I sold off all my shares. The medical field I got rid of because uh, just healthcare sector is very risky play. Trump, not so hot on the healthcare sector. I mean, it's benefiting more under him because obviously Trump doesn't really want the free healthcare system, but it'll get completely trashed if it goes under Biden. And it's just a really risky play, which I'm not going to get involved in. I love tech. I love EV. I love oil. I made a stance earlier that I hate the oil industry. Mm-hmm. Then I realized how much gain potential there is. Yeah. I'll bring your attention to the company Philips 66. Uh, 
used to be 120 a share before the corona and uh, oil wars. Now it's about $53 a share, $54 a share. I bought at $48 a share because I feel like in a year, they're going to be back up to 120 plus with Trump or Biden. Because the, first of all, they're building the world's biggest or world's largest renewable fuels plant. And that's going to be big for them. So they play in oil and they play in renewable. So it'll work for both administrations. So yeah, that's, that's on my watch list. I mean, with energy, um, you know, in the energy sector, you know, when COVID hit, nobody's driving around. Nobody needs energy. You know, so, yeah. I mean, demand plummeted. So did, uh, you know, the energy sector. Like you said, Philip 66, it plummeted down. Um, I believe it's low was in mid-March of 46 or 45. And it's yeah. back up to uh, 50, uh, 53 right now. And, um, you know, obviously we're still in the side effects of COVID. You know, it still exists. You know, I've, people are still locked down and all that. So it's still kind of heavy hit. But once that COVID gets away and people start driving their cars, people start, doesn't matter if it's using, you know, renewable energy, non-renewable energy, the energy sector is going to skyrocket again. So, exactly. I mean, yeah. And. I just want to put this out there. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. However, I just feel like if Biden wins this election, Corona's going to go away like that. <laughs> it's, I feel like it's a political thing, man. I'm telling you, like maybe a month after he's in office, miraculously, Corona's going to go away. Right, exactly. And, <laughs> and if Trump wins, they're just going to drag it out longer. That I, I really feel that. I really feel that. Oh. Yeah. For sure. Uh, did you see what's going on with the antitrust laws with Facebook, Apple, uh, Microsoft? Yeah. Those- um, you know, what the um, Democrats in uh, the taking power and in the House, you know, they're, they're against big corporations doing all the dirty work. You know, they're, they're a party for the people. And, uh, instead of for the corporation. So you see these big tech, uh, big tech companies and big companies in every sector, but Fang specifically like Facebook, Apple, uh, Google, all that. Yeah. Um, they're, they're trying to bust them open. They're trying to put new, um, obviously they're censoring things. They're putting, you know, a lot of restrictions on users and on, you know, on the, on the company itself, like, developers can't do much um because these antitrust things they don't want to they don't want to pull like microsoft when was this early 90 like mid 90s early 2000s microsoft got sued uh, for an antitrust thing and Mm -hmm. um they don't they don't want to pull that off again so um these guys are being really careful about what they're doing they seem to be holding up well um i mean obviously all the stocks took a hit after corona but i mean since September, really, uh, it's been kind of a downtrod, but it, it's kind of moving, uh, moving steady now, uh, the FANG stocks. Yeah, I saw uh, Facebook being dragged really hard, and that's where it got me the attention with the antitrust. I was like, oh, crap, the hell is going on? Right. And we, we got to remember this. The business sector is not your friend. You don't make friends in business. You have partners and you have competition. 
Right. And you know what? If Facebook buys out their competition and copies their competition, good on them. Yeah. They're trying to stay competitive. And the competitors should be doing the same thing. They should be copying Facebook on what they're doing. And that's where Snapchat, Instagram, they were lagging. And, and that's why Instagram was bought out by Facebook. They just couldn't compete. And they're like, you know what? We'll just we'll just take whatever we could get from Facebook, sell to them, whatever. Yeah. Snapchat should do the same thing, in my opinion. I feel like Snapchat, they, they need to upgrade their platform. I see a lot of people starting to quit it. They're like, you know what? Logging out, quitting Snapchat. I was like, okay. All right, buddy. Bye. I won't be talking to you. I'm not texting you. I like Snapchat, in my opinion. And it's either going to be bought out by Facebook or just driven to the ground because they don't they don't have a lot of ad revenue. They're not making a lot of money. Right. It's not that profitable. Right. I mean, and these, you know, Facebook, Apple, they're, you know, they started from the bottom and now they're where they're at. And um, there, there's always limits to what, uh, companies should be able to operate on. And I, the FANG stocks, I mean, they're some of the most influential stocks in our whole, if not the world, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, the U.S. markets rallied, and so did the global markets, global stock markets. And yeah. um, it's, it's very influential. And um, for small companies, sure, that makes sense with the antitrust stuff. But yeah, you also have to look at, okay, if Facebook you know, it gets busted up, you know, stock market might plummet, you know? Yeah. That, that's why I was very scared. I was like, if Facebook, Apple, Microsoft, Google, all those big companies, they get split up because of the house Democrats. I'm going to be extremely pissed. Um, yeah. you, first of all, you, we're going to be losing so many jobs. They're one of the, they're the top employers in the U S and you, you can't be doing that to them. There's a, there's a reason why they're the top employers, and that's why they're the best in the field. Yeah, for sure. And um, But, I mean, they seem to be holding steady now. We'll see what happens. Obviously, this election, like I said, is a very decisive one for our whole society, for our whole economy, everything. So we'll see what this election will bring, um, yeah. especially in Congress, and uh, we'll, um, we'll take it from def- there. We're going to definitely have you on more because – I want to stay up to date with stimulus, election, all that jazz with you. Keep in tune with the market. Absolutely. How's your portfolio doing? Um, I mean, it in September it took kind of a hit. I had some GE and I had some uh General Electric, yeah. Yeah. Hey, General Electric, they uh JP uh Chase, they just released their uh, they just raised their price target at ten dollars a share for GE, so they're gonna be seeing a rally. I actually bought yeah. some today when I, the second I saw the news break. Um, there you go. Up a little, so that's good. Yeah, I had some bounces, had some GE, had some. Uh, it was a small, small stack uh, in the, um, not in the healthcare, but in kind of like the fitness food stuff, kind of like the gourmet organic stuff, and gotcha. it it didn't really do so well, so I liquidated that. So. Uh, I'm just waiting for, honestly, I'm waiting for the election to be over and I'm waiting for volatility to go back down before I get back in the market. But yeah, um, I, I love the volatility though. Like I, I like this high risk, high reward. Yeah. Um, Especially, you know, I know you trade straight up stocks, but like if I'm looking, you know, in options, you know, mm-hmm. options, lifeblood is volatility. And, um, you know, 
if you buy options, what you make money on is the stock moves, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, it's a good market for options traders. And- I'm not very experienced in the options field. Oh yeah. Like I, I feel like, okay, let's say this. I want to play around with like a hundred dollars in options just to see how it works. Cause I, I met a friend in my macro class. He made five grand and one day, next day, he tells mm-hmm. me, yo, dude, I lost all my money. And I'm like, yeah. sucks. Yeah. And that's just crazy how you could win so much, but then lose it all. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about deltas. You know, there are things called the Greeks, you know, with <laughs> options. You got the deltas, gammas, thetas, uh, <laughs> all a bunch of volatility data that traders look at to hedge. Um, yeah. You know, you buy options and sell stock. Uh, to hedge your options and uh yeah it's it's a very lucrative industry if you know what you're doing yeah i personally i probably won't even get into it but uh straight up stocks i love it. i'm probably up i think let me see my year to date i'm up 680 wow. percent i'm killing it that coronavirus Ooh. crash was very well needed for that huge drag i loved it that pullback was needed and it helped everybody make money. And if you got a stimulus check and you didn't invest it, the joke's on you, man. Right. Uh, I didn't get anything. I, I didn't either. But like, I was, I was pawning my stuff basically. I was like, you know what? Do I need this drawer? No, sell it. <laughs> so I could make capital to invest. My parents were like, what are you doing? I'm like, investing. It's the future. It's the future. Yeah. And I, I read an article. They're like, most Americans that are in poverty, they have zero investments and that's one of the leading reasons why. Yeah. You got, you got to start your financial future while you're young. Yeah. You know, I, um, I advocate it to everybody I meet. I'm like, are you in stocks? No, get into it. Use my Weeble link. Yeah. Get two free stocks. When you sign up and deposit a hundred dollars or more. <laughs> exactly. And um, yeah, I just suggest every kid, especially college students invest what you have like a hundred bucks, whatever. It doesn't have to be any crazy amount. Just have your money work for you. There's no point of your money sitting on a checking account because checking account for Chase, 0.001% you're making on interest per year. Well, what am I supposed to do with that? 10 cents? Great. Yeah. You can put it in a brokerage account. Let it sit there for four years. By the time you graduate, you know what? You never know what that will turn into. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So make sure you guys check me out on Twitter for all useful links, information, and quick updates at Stocks Greek. Andrew, what's yours Twitter? Um, my Twitter is my personal Twitter is at Andrew OC ninety nine. My sh- my podcast Twitter is uh, at Pod underscore Enigma. Uh, Instagram is at the dot Enigma Podcast. Go check it out. Uh, I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you want to be a guest. Feel free to hit me up. We can talk stocks. We can talk anything. We can talk politics. We can talk sports, anything. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, Eli. Yeah, thank you for being on. I, it was great. I love the conversation. We didn't get to hit the points I wanted to, but I love the conversation. Wasn't Absolutely. planning on it. And I hope you guys stick around for more. We're going to definitely have Enigma back on. Uh, have a good one, guys. All right. See you guys.